The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true Savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome, church. Welcome to Prison Transformation Radio. Some of you are listening in on a Saturday afternoon. Some of you are listening to a podcast, am980themission.com, all the shows we've ever done. Right. You can find easy listing. And I just I, I just kind of, Pastor Joe, would just like to open with a prayer. Okay. And just, Holy Spirit, just please take over the airways in this next half hour. Let this be your voice. Let it be you who speak. And so when it's all over, we go, was it us speaking or are we just listening mm-hmm. to you coming through? So we're going to try to let you come through, Father God. Yes, and Lord. and we're particularly mm-hmm. today, we're talking about just a critical need in recovery and reentry, which is serving and supporting women. A lot of the programs and prisons are predominantly for men, but there are hundreds and thousands of of women who struggle, and most of them have the kids. What are you gonna do about that? Well, the Lord's got some solutions, Mm -hmm. and there are are programs, programs for, they're called Women with Children, Mm -hmm. and our focus today is gonna be on the Union Gospel Missions, Naomi Family Residence, and that's in St. Paul, it's easy access, Keep in mind, folks, ugmtc.org. That's going to be the window to to volunteer, to get help, or to help someone else find help. But before we get into that, Pastor Dwight, uh, here we are in April, and there's some things happening. Give yeah, us, you got a little heads up on what's, second what's chance up? Second Chance Month. What's up with you, second, man? <laughs> yes, it's Second Chance Month. It is. Um, with Prison Fellowship, and actually Second Chance Month now has gone national, and it actually started here in Minnesota a few yeah. years back. And so there's going to be a second chance 5K run at the Seafoam Stadium in St. Paul yep. on April 22nd. And so to register for that, you go to prisonfellowship.org forward slash second chances. And so you can register there and um, you can come and, and run. Or if you're like me, I'm not a runner. I'll probably be walking. Yeah. <laughs> um, or you don't even have to walk. If you want to just come and hang out, um, there's going to be vendors and face painting and activities for the oh, kids, for the kids and the family. And, and the family. And so um, all the, the money and everything that goes together is going to help give people second chances. Yeah. And we're talking about second chances of coming out of the concrete prison. Correct. Because there's a homeless prison. Mm-hmm. There's an addiction prison. Right. But this, we're talking about concrete prison right. where right. people come out and they've paid their, they paid their price, mm-hmm. but now they're plagued. With in the second prison, they they're in it. the second prison. That's they even they call, call that. Yeah. So I just found out something today. I was talking to Prison Fellowship, who is is sponsoring this. Is they're the national organization that does recovery programs in prison, mm-hmm. and they told me if you register, it costs a few dollars. You mm-hmm. get a little jersey and you get to run, but if you don't have the money for that, or you want to come to watch, it doesn't cost anything. Pastor Dwight, mm-hmm. you can come to Seafoam Stadium at Concordia University on April twenty second. Go to the website mm-hmm. prisonfellowship.org/secondchances. They'll give you all the information. Show up. 
show up, bring the kids along. You can watch. And if, again, if you don't have the funds or you just want to mm-hmm. watch, just come so that we can stand together. Amen. And Amen. and just the mayor, the new mayors from both cities will be there. This is a big deal. Yep. And, and they're going to be running in prison, too. A lot of these prisons are going to do 5Ks be, in the prison. Yeah, they're going to be simultaneous be cool. in New York City and yeah. Washington, D.C. Yeah, and pretty cool. uh, there's some remarkable things happen awesome. with people virtual, trying to get... Virtual runs. Yeah, yeah, virtual runs. And so, you know, all of this, and it's the heart of Prison Transformation Radio, I guess, second chances go for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I know about 10 years ago, I got an eternal second chance. Hmm. I'm also a voice of recovery. I had an addiction. I, I went to treatment, but it was the Christ-centered nature of that treatment, which re- gave my whole life a second chance right. and just literally born again. And, and that's what we talk about with Union Gospel Mission and many of these organizations. They have all of the resources. They have the clinical counseling, but it's Christ-centered mm-hmm. and, and the faith component is the heart of it. And so... Union Gospel Mission, you know, I always think kind of leads the way in, in helping people on all fronts. But we want to zero it in today, and we have Peggy Krause, who's been kind enough to join us. Is that the wrong pronunciation? Well, give, I'm sorry. I had a hunch I was wrong. What's a, see, I told you we make mistakes, and then we ask for forgiveness. <laughs> Would you tell us how to pronounce that? It's Krause. Krause. I wasn't even close. Oh, gosh. So, Peggy Krause, we just met today, so forgive me, Jesus. But nonetheless, the work is important. And Peggy is the director of the Naomi Family Residence. And this is the arm of the Union Gospel Mission that works with women, with women with children, a recovery program uh, for folks seeking help. Uh, you said there's people coming out of treatment that need ongoing recovery. So, Peggy, God bless you for coming and just welcome aboard. And maybe you can start with the big picture. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then we can dig into what's involved in the programs. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for inviting me to oh, come God bless and, you. and be part of this. Um, I have been part of Naomi Family Residence for five years. Okay. Um, left a, left up. An organization that I um, had been at for like 28 years and um, wasn't sure where God was moving me, but he he opens doors and my five years at Naomi have been a pretty, pretty amazing adventure. I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, I've been really blessed and learned a lot and I'm thrilled to still be there. So I appreciate that. Wonderful. Well, we had uh, Nick Giese on last week, who's the men's program director, mm-hmm. and he talked about Union Gospel Mission. Although people have heard of it on a big picture, the programs are, are some of the best kept secrets, and particularly the Naomi family residence. So, uh, tell us a little bit about when did that start? What's what's? We'll get into details later, but give us a big picture. What's going on at at the Naomi family residence? Yeah. So as I prepared for this. Um, I actually found out something that I didn't know, and that was that they were serving um, families at the men's campus before okay. Naomi um, became a thing. Mm. And so um, I thought that was cool. But as they as they saw more and more families um, headed by moms um, and with kids and fed them through the, caf- the cafeteria and those kinds of things, realized that um, there really was a need and there really was no solution for homeless women with kids Mm -hmm. um and so in 1991 they purchased the building downtown that we're in okay and in 1992 naomi family residence opened 
1992. Yeah. Oh, this secret's been held for a long time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So um, at that point in time, they had eight paid staff and uh, 65 families in the building. Oh, you're kidding. No. Right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, oh, um, you know, there was a great need at that point in time. And so they, they didn't have any mm. trouble keeping the building full. Okay. And I imagine over the last 25 years, there ain't been no problem keeping it. I mean, there's a lot of people in need, right? There are. Yeah. Yep. There are a lot of families out there. Yeah. And we were talking before. I have some of you have heard me talk about in the past. I've worked for about 10 years with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. And they have women's programs, but you can't bring your kids. <laughs> it's, it's a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. And then we have women in the program, and, and they can't stay the whole year because they got to get back to their kids. Right. And so we have created, over the year, a collaboration. We want to get better at it where we can send women mm-hmm. with their children to the Naomi family residence so that they don't have to give up on their treatment or recovery, but mm-hmm. they can do it with their kids. And so, I've, and just so for people out there, yeah, it's for homeless, but it's also for women, even if they're coming out of treatment programs. Mm-hmm. But now they want to get their kids around them and they want to let the cement dry a little bit. Right. They want to let the treatment stick. So for those of you who are listening, if, you, if you're wondering about volunteering, if you have someone in need or know a, a woman, especially with children, that has this need, know that there's a place to go. So uh, Peggy, tell us a little bit more now, you know, so that people know what they're referring people to, to or what they're signing up for. W- what's it like for a woman with her children? How, does, how do they get in touch with you? And, and then help demystify <clears throat> a little bit. They show up and say, Paul, what does it look like in the program? Yep. So Naomi's not emergency shelter. Um, okay. We don't take families in off the street. There's a, a little bit of a process mm-hmm. okay. um, to coming in. Um, and then um, we take like we take women coming out of treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, the demographic really is homeless women um, and, and homeless women with kids. Okay. Um, long-term program. Um, is two years, so we limit the age of kids entering at 10. Okay, that's good information. Um, yep, and so like we just, by nature of the building, don't have space in the building to do programming for older kids. Okay. Um, so it's right now it's limited to that. Um, and up to four kids because our uh, the building originally was a hotel. Yeah. That's the rooms that are in there, and, and there just isn't room for more than more than four kids um so that's a pretty broad that's there's a lot of folks so that would qualify for Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. so up to four children under 10 years of age Mm -hmm. so if you're listening out there you get a sense as to who this might be most helpful for and so you said about two years that's the maximum amount of time so that's flexible that's flexible yeah but you're looking at a long-term commitment um, yeah. Okay. For the most part, um, it's a uh, the program's designed to take about two years, and okay. it's phased mm-hmm. into stages. So it is a real program, step by step, one mm-hmm. step building on the next. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So you start with uh, basic stabilization. Um, we get your income figured out. We make sure that you know where your county services are. Um, child care assistance if you have little 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 kids with you oh and you help them with that getting all of that sorted out we hmm. do wow. yeah we do um, we get assessments done during that period of time so we do a, a short mental health assessment okay. um, we do um, we have a licensed CD counselor on staff and we use a Genesis program uh, relapse prevention 
um, as the initial curriculum for that. Um, So she does the Genesis assessment um, for everybody. It gives us just a really good history um, of the of the hard things that happened to the to that family. Um, they don't all need CD services, but um, you just, want to have available what they do need, yep. so you find out what they do we need. Want, we mm-hmm. want that bigger yeah. picture. Yep. What is yeah. what has the family been through? Um, so they get all of those things during stabilization, and they start programming, okay. um, which our ladies are in um, classes or support groups or therapy or case management sessions. Um, whatever that looks like for them, from nine in the morning until four in the afternoon. Oh, see, I'm learning a lot here. I because I, <laughs> I want to refer people. So yeah, 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 keep going. And then four evenings a week. Okay. Um, every person in our building, well, every woman in our building has a case manager. Every school-aged child in our building has a case manager. Oh my goodness. Um, we yeah. have in-house therapy. Um, we'll also refer out if that isn't a good fit for a person. Um, we um, are working on starting up uh, play therapy space for our kids. You were talking about that before the mm. show, and you're actually you're, you're getting some special stuff for the kids. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so play therapy spaces um, need to be really safe. Kids get to work out their emotions. Um, kids don't always have words to tell us um, about mm. the things that happen to them, and mm-hmm. so they talk with behavior. Um, and so they need a space where they can talk with their behavior okay. um, that's safe, um, which means most of the equipment in there needs to be really sturdy and specially designed for those reasons. Um, and so we're just just starting that process of looking at what is hmm. that, what is it going to take for us to complete that room? Um, and then we'll bring uh, in-house play therapy for our kids as well. So how could they donate if they wanted to contribute to that project? Through the website? Through the website, yep. So if they just want to make financial donations, those would go through the website. What is that? uh, UGMTC.org. And then there's a place on that form that they fill out when they're doing that, that there's a comments section. Oh, good, So if you specifically want a donation to go to the play therapy room, you would just write that in the the comments section. And then, then it'll go for that as opposed to just overall program. Um, Excellent. And Nick said last week, when you go to UGMTC.org, that it, it kind of opens up the different things in your gospel mission. So they would navigate through that and find Naomi family residence. And, and folks, it's easy to navigate, but just be willing to click around a little bit is what my son always says. Oh, mm-hmm. Dad, just click around a little bit. You'll find it. Just <laughs> Google Union Gospel Mission if you lose the website name. It, it's easy to find and easy to access when you do it. If you just tuned in, you're listening to AM980, The Mission, and this is Prison Transformation Radio, Changing Hearts with Christ, and we're interviewing Peggy Krause from the Union Gospel Mission, who's the director of the Naomi Family Residence. And uh, Peggy, we love to hear about stories about transformed lives, and maybe you can share with us a little bit about how your ministry has touched someone, and tell us how that Okay, so I have um, actually have permission to share one of our okay. ladies' stories. I'm going to call her Susan um, okay. to protect her confidentiality. But um, she came into the mission. She had two really little kids when she came in. She was pregnant. Um, didn't have a supportive family. Um, just had endured a ton of various kinds of abuse before she got to Naomi. Mm. And she was pretty lost and didn't really have a direction. She didn't know how she was going to, um, just how she was going to do life. And 
And in some ways, I think when she came in, she felt like she was just giving up. Like Naomi was just this place to give up. Um, And she Mm. came, she talks about her the day she arrived, and she came through the door, um, and our chaplain met her. And um, just, just... If you've ever had a, a hug from our chaplain, you know you got hugged. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Great. Um, so, that's great. so she was hugged by the chaplain and, and said it was at that moment that she didn't know what was going to happen to her, mm. uh, but she was where she was supposed to be. So um, she, she, uh, she gave the baby that she was carrying at that point up for adoption. Um, you know, of course, kept the two that she had, went all the way through the program, really struggled with some big issues. Um, but she had a chance to work mm-hmm. through those. Yeah, yeah. We just kept just kept walking with her, wherever she was at, forward or backward. Um, mm-hmm. Just kept doing, and um, she, um, yeah, she made some amazing progress. So wow. uh, she's no longer at Naomi. She was there three and a half years um, when they moved into their own place because she oh. um, she got a job, um, has a degree. Um, in uh, food stuff. Um, food stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> food services. No, but food, food services. 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 Yeah. There's a but, there's a word for that, and so I've there, lost it. So she was given up, and and it was actually mm-hmm. the beginning and not the end. Yeah. And all those things yep. happen. Yeah, all those things happen. So, kids there's are in it. school. She bought a car. She rented a duplex. Um, um, she works full time. Um, they're just really stable. Oh, that just must really be so stable. rewarding so, to be part of that. Yeah. And there's Very a lot cool. of stories like that. I mean, people mm-hmm. struggle. Mm-hmm. It takes time, so folks mm-hmm. don't be intimidated about time. Yeah. You know, because you, if you're willing to invest a couple of years, yeah. think of the decades you get yes. back. You get your kids. Right. You your get your, you're raising your kids mm-hmm. and your family, and then there's decades and decades of that. So be willing to invest, right, Peggy, that mm-hmm. quality time. Yep. Um, help me yep. round off the program. So mm-hmm. you talked about the assessment, and then they go through the classes. Mm-hmm. And I'm imagining over this years, there's kind of levels in the programming mm-hmm. and systematically, and it sounds like, so there's the therapeutic part, but then mm-hmm. I'm guessing it, it helps with life planning. And tell yeah. us about kind of the where the program goes over time. Yeah. So when they finish stabilization, they go into um, what we call healing and recovery. They start at the um, LifeNet Career Services Center, get their education stuff done. I think Nick talked about some yeah. of those things last week. Mm-hmm. And those um, services are available, mm-hmm. so you help rebuild lives. Yep. So they, they get that. They get some career planning. Um, at, at the same time, they're still doing programming at Naomi. They're still in therapy. They're still meeting with case managers. Um, the kids, if they're school-age kids, they are still doing all their stuff. And yeah. we are doing some facilitated um, just communication skills within families. And um, how do you do this? We look at um, possibilities for restoring broken family relationships extended outside of Naomi and try to help determine where that might be realistic and safe and where it might not yet be um, safe for them. Um, And when they get done with all of that and they have a longer-term goal plan, um, they move into the last phase, which we call transition, and they get another year um, to start on that long-term goal plan. Mm. So they can go go to work, um, they can go to vocational training and then to work, um, they can start back if they want to finish their educations, go to college. They can do that. They get a year to kind of start that transition. And then 
um, during that year, our programming steps back. And so they start building their own structure for their family Mm -hmm. um, so that when they transition back into the larger community, they... um, they have the ability to do right. that. It's not just That's an abrupt, good. you go from all of yeah. this structure to right. no structure. Yeah. Right. So they, they get the chance to do that. And it takes time to heal and time to rebuild mm-hmm. a life. And I, I just it want does. to send a clarifying, from my work in the last 10 years, there's something called co-occurring disorder. Mm-hmm. And you heard Peggy talk about therapy being the mental health part, and then mm-hmm. treatment is typically the drug and alcohol. But 80% of the people who have a severe addiction problem have a co-occurring mental health condition. Hmm. Depression, bipolar, I tell you folks, you wouldn't believe the trauma, Hmm. post-traumatic stress syndromes, you don't gotta go to Iraq Mm -hmm. to get that. Um, People get that in these extremely tragic lives. So the fact that you provide time to heal and and time for folks to grow. I, I also, one other thing is we have a few minutes left, but I know Christ also transforms hearts of volunteers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what the opportunities are, but you know, a lot of our listeners may be kind of going, feeling nudged to, hey, can I help? And certainly they can help financially because there's a tremendous mm-hmm. need. Prayer is critical. Yes. But Peggy, can people actually volunteer to help? Yep. So volunteers go through a screening process for Naomi. Um, background checks are involved in that because we have kids in our building. Um, we have a volunteer services director whose name is Josh Windham. Um, they can, you can sign up to volunteer online. You submit your paperwork and your background paperwork. He runs your background check, does your training, figures out what your gifts are, where you'd like to use them and how you'd like to use them. Mm -hmm. And then, and then he refers people to whatever program, um, is going to be most, and and I came up with Nick last week. It's, it's not one size fits all. You, you find, I always call Goldilocks somewhere, the porridge is just right, the seat's just right. Yep. Find your best way to serve, and there's a wealth of opportunities to do that. They can yeah. come on April 19th. We have an open house. There yeah. are three collaborative meetings at the Union Gospel Mission, and, 11 a.m. You want to tell them? Well, yeah, it, well, it's in St. Paul. Yes. If you go to, R3 Collaborative is kind of a Christian promotional agency. So if you go to r3collaborative.org, you'll find specific information on how to get to University Avenue, where the Union Gospel Mission Center is. And and then from 11 till noon on, on Thursday the 19th, mm-hmm. you get to hear from the leaders of Union Gospel Mission over the lunch hour. They'll serve us lunch. Do a and, tour. And you'll do a tour. Yeah. So you get a lot of this information and you can actually get a chance to come inside, get behind the curtain yeah. and just see the wonderful work. It's that great they're if doing someone there. wants to volunteer, yeah. that would be a great introduction. Yeah. And so the thing to grab hold of folks is ugmtc.org or you can Google Naomi mm-hmm. Family Residence. Mm-hmm. You can Google Union Gospel Mission. It's not hard to connect. But I know folks just kind of being in your place and some of you driving cars or listening to podcasts. You do got to take a deep breath, and, and you got to just reach out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've always heard that volunteers, they always say, man, I was more blessed than the person yes, I was helping. Definitely. So church, definitely. Jesus calling, church, mm-hmm. you know, find a way to help out. So uh, we have just a, a minute or so, and then Peggy at the end is going to close us out in prayer. Any announcements you have, Pastor Dwight, as we tie things together? Well, I'm at a couple prisons coming up in a couple of days from this broadcast will be april 17th i'll be at the shakopee women's prison um and so it is a real prayer to help pray for these women and then as they come out of prison now do you allow them to come out of prison to your residence or is it just for recovery people 
Um, no, it's not just for recovery people. Okay, and okay. that's a so bigger a thing prison. for us. About okay. a third of our students are From coming um, coming out of recovery. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but they could with their caseworker in prison, right, Pastor Dwight? They can, right. That can be mm-hmm. part of their recovery transition yes, reentry definitely, plan. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Then I'm going to be at Oak Park Heights in, a, in a, uh, April 29th, and then I'll be out in Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, at a leadership conference. So, but. Uh, Peggy, could you close us out in prayer now? We've got to wrap this up. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Dear Father in Heaven, we thank you for this time um, to speak to the community at large, to learn about um, services and ways, Father, that people are being helped in our community. Ask your blessing over everybody who's listening today. Ask the blessing over this station and the prison recovery re-entry people um thank you for everything you do for us amen amen god bless amen. everybody amen thank you peggy we'll see everybody next week Break every chain.